we have South Africa to the south, Lesotho, where cannabis there's a cannabis culture there as well. So we can also be adopters of, of a similar culture. Uh, then uh, as we expand, Zambia just uh, put out some legislation around it as well. So you know we can we can adopt Zambia, and I think Ghana has already done it as well. So just in our area, we could be uh, we could play with uh, this 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 crop here and figure out how can we be where's our space in the global yeah. uh, industry africa's next green gold rush while its neighbor to the south gets a lot of attention for its shifting stance on cannabis zimbabwe is a nation to keep a close eye on given its climate farmland areas and huge economic potential However, while export potential is lauded as the primary path to financial growth, getting the domestic cannabis market right first is essential, says TJ Chifokoyo, Managing Director of Charlie Brava Delta, based in Harare. Hello and welcome to the Lobster Pot Podcast. I'm Dave Barton and uh, he's Jamie Bonthron. How are you doing, Jamie? We are back on the podcast, doing the podcast things. How are you feeling about podcasting today? Oh, I'm really on the spot. <laughs> no, I'm good, man. I'm good. It's uh, I, I always say we, we try not to date these, but it's Monday. It's the end of October, but I'm feeling pretty bright. You know, yeah, you're, we've... you're headed. You've got an event at the end of the week. Yes. Um, got the um, UK Medical Cannabis Patient Conference, which should be really interesting. We'll do a little bit of a vid from there and helping the guys out there, which will be awesome. And uh, and yeah, but, you know, we are a global movement, this kind of cannabis community and today we have a very special guest from a country we haven't really focused on before from Zimbabwe we have TJ Chifakoya from Charlie Bravo Delta you can figure out what those letters stand for I'm sure people uh, and welcome sir you're in Harare Zimbabwe how's uh, how's things there for you today oh, yeah. hey thanks thanks for having me Dave and Jamie ah uh, Zimbabwe it's always sunny out here it's brilliant I love it out here Love so it's, it's the perfect climate for uh, for growing uh, cannabis, it right? Sure, it sure is. It sure is. Um, I mean, we have sun uh, 10 months of the year, and then oh. it just gets a little chilly in the winter, but actually probably like a, a, an autumn day in the winter. But yeah, I'm going to say your, your winter is probably our summer, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Just in terms <laughs> of the Keep your weather to yourself. We don't need to hear about <laughs> that. All right. Well, I look out my window, okay. I just want to cry. Yeah. I mean, I check out my tan, man. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, yeah, yeah, cool, man. But no, tell us a bit more. I mean, we hear lots about South Africa. We hear, you know, the whole of Africa is kind of, you know, poised to almost sort of embrace cannabis in many different ways. But what's the situation right now in Zimbabwe? What's the kind of status of legality? And yeah, tell us a little bit about what, what's happening on the ground there. Oh, yeah. So, um, you know, Zimbabwe was, was quite progressive with its cannabis legislation. I think we were second on the continent uh, to to pass uh, legislation for it. Uh, so that's for medical cannabis, for research, and then uh, industrial hemp as well. Uh, recreational, definitely nothing on the table on that. Uh, I haven't heard much uh, dialogue around it, but uh, at least for the for purposes of medical uh, cannabis and for research, it's been a, quite a welcome move uh, within the community. And then, you know, we had a lot of folks that jumped at it uh, right away. Um, over 60 licenses were issued for medical cannabis uh, within like the first year or two of, of that uh, law being passed. And when was that law passed? Uh, 2019. 
Okay. Yeah. So, so soon after the farm bill in the U.S. Okay, cool. So you've got medical cannabis is legal then essentially, recreational not. Is it the same with kind of CBD and kind of hemp and things like that? Or how how's the different categories sort of shake out? Yeah, so um, so the, the focus for government was mostly on export. So what um, what hasn't happened is the development of a local market for, for either the medical cannabis or CBD and its derivatives. Uh, what they opened up for was for research, and uh, we can do clinical trials for for either. But uh, they they haven't opened it up yet for for local consumption. Okay. So so we're still working with that, just kind of how to map out and 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 uh, and put the the, the the pieces in place that will allow for for more progressive uh, legislation when it comes to cannabis. I guess the, the kind of natural question is that quite often some legislation the law you know regulations don't often match maybe the kind of cultural stance there's usually a bit of a disparity in most places i suppose on the ground outside of the the kind of yeah the written word and you know what yeah. the, what, what the government believe what are, what are, what are the broader attitudes towards cannabis be it medical, yeah. be it recreational in zimbabwe now that's great and, and that's a great question and um you know the culturally we've had uh we have areas in Zimbabwe actually that are, are quite uh, uh, open to cannabis use. They've used it for for centuries, and uh, and you'll find those. So we've got like close to the north around the Victoria Falls area, there the Tonga people who culturally do, this is part of their their thing, and um, and so it's not really criminalized over there. But there is a stigma with cannabis, unfortunately, and it's still it pre it's uh, prevalent in in Zimbabwe as well, and it's probably what has been most impactful with with um, in in stopping the government from from enacting some of this legislation that helps to 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 adopt wider use of cannabis uh, and its derivatives in society but i think you'll find it in, in different stratas of our society maybe in the in the younger group it's more they're more open to to the use of cannabis in, in its different uh, capacities but uh with the older older folks you'll struggle yeah they'll they look at it as like devil's weed or something you know <laughs> I, th I think that's the case in a lot of places really isn't it i yeah. suppose again there's a lot of the sort of efforts we've seen in sort of i guess the us and canada is kind of trying to sort of normalize it amongst the sort of older demographic and i think that's yeah. that seems to be a challenge sort of everywhere but i guess in, in terms of you know i mean i guess in in terms of, kind of economically now i guess it would make sense for a country like Zimbabwe to perhaps be kind of exporting it again to kind of maximize their sort of revenues again you know do you see that as like the sort of key opportunity for for cannabis in Zimbabwe or do you feel like it needs kind of domestic acceptance as well I, I think uh, as with most things there has to be some balance um, and especially when you're when you're adopting something that is relatively new but as you rightly point out the export market presents a, mas a massive opportunity for Zimbabwe I mean um, you know our GDP is quite low in terms of uh, the world standards, um, and so but but we we send a lot of produce and agricultural uh, commodities into Europe, for instance, and so uh, cannabis in in Africa we always have this advantage of where we can grow it for less, uh, so where the bottom line starts to matter to to most of the producers, uh, say in, in Europe and out and elsewhere, uh, Africa becomes a, an attractive option for the. For that fact that we've got lots of sunshine we, we've got low labor costs 
and um, and we can we can supply the world essentially if if they really wanted to grow it out here. Uh, but that said, in order to be able to to do it so well, you need to understand your crop a little bit better. So you know we we would have to have some semblance of a domestic market uh, where you're able to test or you're supposed your your locals are able to sample even what's being produced. And if you're going to be sending out your premium stuff, at least you're able to to grade it and know that okay, this is for local consumption because it won't meet the the export standard. Mm -hmm. So we will have to do that. Otherwise. All that ends up in the black market, uh, all the excess. And mm -hmm. that's definitely something we have to be very careful of. Do you think that maybe the people that you work with, your peers, you know, other people you see in the industry locally in Zimbabwe, do you think they're open to bringing in experts from further afield? Or do you, do you think it maybe is getting a bit caught up just trying to build it just, you know, without that kind of ex ex expertise yeah. outside? Now, you know, uh, Jamie, that's been one of uh, the, the mistakes that we have made even in our industry locally is, is trying to go at it alone. So what we're starting to see is greater adoption of the of foreign experts um, coming in to assist and helping us to, to get this uh, industry up and running. We obviously don't need to, to recreate uh, mistakes. <laughs> There's no need to reinvent the wheel. It's been done. And, uh, and we can learn from that and take the positives and then the things that are not necessary for us to go through, we don't have to go through them. We can, we can uh, lean on that experience and that uh, know-how. Uh, you, um, you know, as we, as we have uh, started with this, uh, we were prime like uh, prey for speculators uh, in, in the industry. So a lot of uh, the, the early adopters of the cannabis, uh, you know, the licensees, they they were suffering from that. Like they would just get somebody who says, "Oh, I'm a cannabis expert. I'll I'll show you how to do this," and then overcharge them, uh, just come in there and just ruin everything. So so the appetite for foreign expertise kind of had waned, but now it's back with mm -hmm. ways of of uh, being able to to determine that this is actually somebody who knows what they're doing and can help my my operation. I think it's a really interesting thing looking at kind of mm -hmm. you know foreign expertise does kind of on paper i think everyone goes no we can do it ourselves yeah but i think yeah. it's not even about where necessarily the expertise is coming from because of the kind of legacy market across the world mm. there are experts in every pocket every corner of yes. the globe who have been you know growing underground and, and learning you know yeah. at, at the best ways to treat the plant and get the most from the plant um so it's it, it uh, to me it doesn't feel like you know it's not the invasion of big pharma or anything like yeah. that you know the, the, yeah. Yeah, a lot of these experts are kind of you know mercenaries for hire but you know yeah. they're, they're they're really passionate about the plant themselves i think it's mm -hmm. maybe a bit different to to other industries i guess yeah. like yeah. within the region so kind of bordering countries uh, around zimbabwe is there much appetite for it there and do you think that you know when you say local market could that mean more regionally rather than just zimbabwe 100 100 uh the, you know a lot of the bilateral agreements even in the region help to to, to qualify it as kind of domestic, you know, uh, we have South Africa to the south, Lesotho, where cannabis, there's a cannabis culture there as well. So we can also be adopters of, of a similar culture. Uh, then uh, as we expand, Zambia just uh, put out some legislation around it as well. So, you know, we can, we can adopt Zambia. And I think Ghana has already done it as well. So just in our area, we could be, uh, we could play with, uh this 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 crop here and figure out how can we be 
where's our space in the global yeah. uh, industry? How do, where, where do we fit in? And we can test it out in our, within our, in our own backyard before we go too far out. I was going to say, because you've got South Africa, obviously, immediately to the south. And, you know, again, it's a big, I mean, they've made some big strides in terms of sort of cannabis, in terms of regulation, in terms of production and things like that. Do you yeah. feel like that's a kind of model that Zimbabwe should kind of almost not copy, but learn from? Or do you feel like, again, we would, Jamie was talking about the kind of legacy expertise, but I suppose there's also the kind of regulatory expertise in terms of like EU GMT yes. and the kind of bar to entry that, I guess a lot of countries for export, you would want to, you know, if you were going to Europe or the US or Canada or wherever, you know, that aspect needs to be navigated too. And I guess what's the kind of, what's the way forward where that side's concerned? Are you kind of looking at to South Africa say, how are they doing it? How are they navigating these things? Or it's kind of like, right, we have our own opportunity to kind of carve our own niche here in Zimbabwe and them from outside yeah. perspectives. Oh, it's, uh... That's that's deep, hey, Dave. Sorry, uh, but, uh, sorry. But it's, but it's, it's Monday it's morning. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's all right. It's important to unpack it because it is actually the key to to the success in in Zimbabwe. All right. So we can we can look at South Africa and see what their model is and say, all right, does how is this working for them too? Because that's what's important is that it, is the model working? So if if it's working for them, what can we glean off? What are the similarities and what can we glean off them? Uh, given that this is the same kind of region. I think um, you know the, the end solution will ultimately have to be kind of a, Zim, a Zimbabwean type hybrid so, solution, simply because of our, of our system, even of governance and uh, and our our local economy. Uh, it's not as strong as South Africa. So, so what something well, while you know one aspect of the the cannabis industry could work in South Africa, we'll find that if you try to do a plug and play it fails here because it we haven't factored something that is actually quite critical to the success down south so i think if it was a very similar system of governance a very similar economy then we could definitely just say hey let's just adopt south africa's mode and then do it so uh, i think when we focus on europe for instance as our export market we need to make sure that we are very much aligned with the european standards as you mentioned the the gacp eu gmp those have to be uh met right from right off the bat um so develop your industry with an eye on that market but you need to know that everything has to be aligned well with them in order for for this to be successful awesome and yeah. i think what kind of needs to happen next in terms of i guess broadening or making the opportunity more viable in, in zimbabwe what kind of i mean i know that you're involved kind of in sort of government sort of groups and things like that what what, yeah. what are you seeing happening you, you mentioned when we were chatting beforehand about you were a government workshop is that right recently what, what yeah, kind of things yeah. are happening what what are you seeing happening in that sense yeah. this i mean look this there's, there's a lot of interest in this uh, sector and, and from the from the government perspective you know they they're really looking at it as a, a great opportunity to generate revenue to build an industry where we're creating employment you know employment historically well for over the last 25 years in zimbabwe has been a big issue a thorn in the side because we have high unemployment numbers uh, and so they're looking at it as, hey, this will this will help a lot. And and since we do have a, a large component of our of our our economy is based on agriculture, this is just kind of stemming to say this is a new crop we can we can start to grow. And if we're good at it, we're going to be a player in the in the in the world stage. So the I mean the government has has made great efforts. Uh, I will say I mean. Look at how many countries are in Africa, and if only a handful have, have adopted uh, cannabis legislation, you have to know that that's quite a progressive government when they're looking at, uh, at the crop. Uh, what 
what is hurting us at the moment is just uh, that exposure to other areas the, that have that legacy uh, when we're looking at cannabis and, and how do we learn and adopt some of those strategies into our into our setup but uh you know as with that um that workshop i attended last week stakeholders from everywhere from our academia uh from government we had ministry of lands we had uh, ministry of health uh our regulators were present so we just got a broad feel from everybody and and how they wanted to to see this evolve so the the key takeaway is that we have uh, an industry that obviously uh, people are keen on seeing it develop and grow. So so that's a positive for us. We're, we're not looking at it like we're almost at the end of the line. We actually have the potential to to mm. keep going with this industry. I think it's really interesting to see how cannabis develops locally uh, mm. you know, around the world. We, we spoke to Sean Carney, who's really involved in the Czech Republic. And a big mm. thing that they're doing is that they're forming cannabis as part of a broader um harm reduction program within the country oh, they're yeah. trying to make you know they're trying to make positive medical steps and cannabis is kind of one arm of that but it's not by any stretch you know it's not on an island it's a part of something bigger and it sounds like it's mm -hmm. the same there in terms of agriculture yes yeah. there are certain hurdles with dealing with it but it, it's no different to another i mean there's um, a fair amount of tobacco grown in zimbabwe i, yes. I mean that's yeah. you know that's yeah. a regulated product that's a, a potentially yeah. stigmatized product you know yeah. Yeah, <laughs> there are a lot of similarities to be drawn there. I guess, you know, where, where do you see things happening? Six, twelve months. What are your plans? You know, what do you, what are you? Yeah. Excited about? <laughs> I'm excited about a lot of things. <laughs> but, uh, I'll, I'll give you what I'm excited about and kind of what I, I, I'm feeling tense about. But <laughs> so I'm, I'm excited that uh, of where the industry is right now. So yeah, we're still kind of ground floor, but. Uh, but the elevator is definitely going up. That's uh, where we pre everybody's pressing the up button. We want to move up and uh, just furiously and, just and keep pressing it. You know, yeah, just keep just come, come on, come on, we're yeah. right. Yeah, <laughs> don't let anyone stick their hand in there in the doors. Let them close. Uh, so, so we we really want this to take off, and that's everybody who's involved. Uh, when we're talking government, when we're talking the the cultivators, the processes, everybody really wants this to work. So. That's, that really gives me excitement over the next six to 12 months. We really need to see that happen. Uh, where, where there may be some issues and some barriers and sticking points for us are, is just like getting consensus on, as to what direction that is. Uh, I think it's not everybody who's looking at it like we need to shoot straight up in this direction. Uh, some want to take a few more baby steps to, to make sure that this is right. And so I think when it's disjointed in that manner, you, you find that maybe something is prolonged simply because someone to stay where they are and they're feeling like we're moving too fast. And that's uh, that feeling of consensus is not quite there yet as to which how, fa how fast we want to move and in which direction when we're heading up do we want to go in. I think it's interesting because I always think of it as like, um, you know, globally you have kind of Germany with their kind of, need to make sure we go through every regulatory step yes. to kind of do that. And then the other side, you've kind of got Thailand, even though, well, they're kind of backtracking a little bit, but you know, the way in which they kind of made legalization happen, it was kind of like, right, here's a million plants, go create an industry. It's all legal now. Where do you think yeah. we look at that as a sort of spectrum? Where do you think Zimbabwe sits on that? I think uh, we, we sit a little bit, maybe we sh from a government perspective, we are, we're closer to the German side. So we right. lean there where they want to make sure that all the 
I's are dotted, all your T's are crossed. Uh, don't want to to set off anything, any alarms, you know, is this a dangerous drug? You know, even if you look at a Zimbabwean uh, cannabis license, it has it right at the top, like the dangerous drug act of Zimbabwe, like it's mm -hmm. huge and bold and says, this per the holder of this permit is allowed to cultivate cannabis. But the first thing is talking about the dangerous drug act. And mm -hmm. so the stigma is still attached even to the, the license mm -hmm. itself. And uh, so, I think one of the, the the ways that we can help to do to alleviate some of that is is education uh you know just starting to talk a lot more to the people and having having them understand the the differences with the cannabis plant and what we're trying to do for for the nation of zimbabwe i mean um the we we could have the same stigma with a with a poppy uh, so yeah. It's, it's kind of the same deal, but you know, the way that they have been able to streamline and say, yeah, you can have that poppy there that you like and we use for remembrances in, in wartime, yeah. et cetera, is also the one that creates heroin. And it's also the one that helps you when you're, when you're in the hospital bed and you get a bit of morphine. Uh, it, it can do all of those things. So once we start to break it down that way, I think people will start to, those who have always looked at cannabis as kind of like this evil thing will start to look at it for what it actually is so yes is it is it pro is it um susceptible to abuse of course i think um anything can be a burger hamburgers can be abused um and but we start to 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 grow it responsibly that way and and that's where we have to walk hand in hand with our our government and regulators awesome but it certainly sounds like you know there's a huge opportunity and it sounds like you know there is a lot of work going into all of this to kind of do it properly which again i think you know so many countries and when we speak to people from the us and canada and and you know they have an interest in different markets and they say well what is the kind of opportunity and it's like well the opportunities for kind of help people you know different countries do you know right the wrongs that you know to learn from our mistakes and i think again I, that's what one of the things i value most about speaking to people and it's like there's a genuine desire to kind of help other countries other people other growers other producers to kind of do it in a way that that works and kind of avoid those mistakes but i guess sometimes it's uh governments get in their own way in, as much as anything else but yeah. again i guess you kind of have to look at be philosophical and say that you know things will change but it's that pace isn't it and i think uh, yeah i will tell you this uh dave you know it, um i was at icbc in berlin earlier yeah. this year and the folks i met there were just absolutely amazing i, I think it's so important to have uh conferences like that uh because there, there's a, a huge uh transfer of knowledge that happens there yes and and beyond that so and and even just being able to be a part of your your podcast this is what we actually absolutely need here in, in zimbabwe and not just zimbabwe possibly the continent of africa to help to to break down uh some of those uh those beliefs that we have that are not uh, set in firm foundations they actually like maybe something you've heard from somebody else but if you start to understand that this is what this crop can do for you if you're looking at from the medical benefits a country and its revenue generation, um, even your your cultivators and growers. I mean, a lot of our tobacco farmers are starting to shift from tobacco, and they they're looking for what what can I do next, and they can go to to cannabis. They they have the funds available. You know, tobacco brings in several hundred million dollars in in, in um, 
mm-hmm. money and revenue yes. to, the gov- yeah, to the government every year. So now it's like, okay, where can we shift to uh, to help and, and grow another industry where we, we can get in at, at, uh, at the ground floor? You know, also like Zimbabwe has has no capacity really to to compete in, in big pharma or in the pharmaceutical industry in the world unless it's through something like medical cannabis, which is giving people low entry point into a, quite a lucrative uh, industry globally. Absolutely, and I think again, it's uh, so well. Look at it, it's kind of therapeutic for all, including in uh, the economy in different countries. So uh, no, I wish you all the very best of luck with it all. And it certainly sounds like you're, you know the work you're doing is uh, propelling the industry forward in uh, in a positive direction. So good work, sir. And uh, yeah, thank we you. shall uh, we shall definitely catch up with you again soon. So thank you very much for coming on. So on the show today, TJ. Yeah, uh, thanks, good thanks luck, a lot, there, guys. No worries. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you so much. I thanks, look forward to it. Too. Take care, guys. We'll see you soon. Cheers. Bye-bye. Cheers.